This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today, we have a CBS radio production celebrating Free French Week. This program aired on July 8th, 1942, over CBS stations. It features comments from Wendell Wilkie, the 1940 Republican presidential nominee, and Charles de Gaulle, leader of the Free French and future president of France. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoy the World War II Radio Podcast. In connection with the inauguration of Free French Week, Columbia presents, from Freedom House in New York, Wendell Wilkie, and from London, General Charles de Gaulle, President of the French National Committee in London. We hear first, Mr. Wilkie. My fellow friends of freedom, last Saturday, the people of the United States celebrated their Independence Day, July the 4th. Next Tuesday, Frenchmen everywhere will celebrate, if only in their hearts, Bastille Day, their day of liberty. Each of these days commemorates a people's revolt for freedom. It is significant, therefore, that the week between should be set aside by the people, not the government of the United States, as a time to honor the free French. For it was from the farms and the villages of France that our help came at Yorktown, and it was with that help that our independence was won. And in 1917, it was from every part of the United States that we poured across the ocean to fight beside Frenchmen to preserve once more our common liberty. Today, again, the evil forces seek to destroy that liberty. And again, the peoples of the world are fighting to preserve it. France among the first to bear the brunt knows what it means to be occupied by a conqueror. Her freedoms abolished, her people starving, her men conscripted to labor, her flaming faith in liberty, equality, and fraternity mocked, sold to the enemy by her own leaders and her own government. Her voiceless millions wait and work in secret and in danger of death for the time of liberation. In France's darkest hour, however, there was a leader, a skillful commander, who tried to the last to save her. When that proved impossible, General de Gaulle left France that he might continue to fight for her, his home country. And around him rallied those intrepid volunteers who, a price upon their heads, risked their all to follow him. By night, in little boats, 
they slipped across the channel to England. Through secret mountain passes, they reached the Mediterranean. In hundreds, yes, in thousands, they managed to escape. And today, Frenchmen are fighting on the hot white sands of northern Africa. Some carry on the battle in the skies and on the soil of Europe against the hideous despotism that has overrun their native land. Some are engaged in Asia and on far islands, and some are manning guns at sea, where the French ensign has always commanded both honor and respect. Here in the United States, we are beginning to take over our fuller share of responsibility in this war, which is in equal portion the war of every man and every woman who wants freedom to endure. It is inspiring for us to know that soldiers who wear the familiar horizon blue uniform are still standing with us in the cause of liberty and in the cause of justice. For it is impossible for us to conceive a world without a free, a flourishing France, a France that will continue to yield to mankind out of the resources and imagination of her people, her great contributions in the arts and the sciences, in philosophy and literature, in custom and feeling, and in the cultural progress that attends the forward movement of civilization. There must be a free France. The people of the United States are dedicated to its restoration. Whatever may be the cautious and dubious diplomacy of governments, we, the people, repudiate the Lavals and the Vichy collaborationists. But we do know and approve those men and women who daily risk their lives to prove to the conqueror that France is not conquered, those hostages of freedom who marched before Hitler's firing squad singing the Marseillaise. We recognize General de Gaulle with his fighting heart and the men who fight with him as the true representatives of an independent people. We salute all free French, you who are free in spirit and you who are free in fact. And from our hearts, we the people of the United States say to you, vive la France. And now, to hear General Charles de Gaulle, President of the French National Committee, we take you now to London. London, and here is General de Gaulle. When this war started, many people all over the world thought it merely a craft of political ambition, which would be settled as before by altering frontiers and paying indemnity. Today, the whole world sees that it is a conflict of ideals involving the profound crisis in the evolution of mankind. That is why, if the democracies intend, whatever the cost, to crush those responsible for the disaster, they also want to be sure that in the end, the enormous expenditure of blood, tears, and hardship 
should be of some use. They mean to win the war and the peace. To win the war, it is not enough to have soldiers and armaments. Men and material must have a well-chosen objective and clever leadership to inspire the necessary enthusiasm. It is spirit and courage that win victories. To win the peace, it would not be enough to command gigantic resources. It would not be enough to impose severe conditions on the aggression nations for universal security. It would not be enough to conclude treaties and alliances. All these reaches, all these guarantees, all these pacts must have one aim so chosen as to concentrate every effort and fire every hope, aspiration and sacrifice to realize it. For the world is led by ideas. And since this war is neither a war of states nor even a war of people, but indeed the war of men, the ideas which will inspire peace must be on the same level of common humanity. France appears to be partly excluded from the joint effort of the democracies. In fact, this is one of the most dangerous results of Hitler's fiendish strategy. For what noble cause was ever defended, what great human inspiration ever voiced without France. However, in this, as in everything else, the enemy's success is only partial and temporary. I say that this success is partial, for just as there are still fighting Frenchmen who die on battlefields and before firing squads, though the, the mind and soul of France still have their place in the camp of liberty, you yourselves furnish proof of this, for France forever. The École Libre des Hautes Études, the French American Club, and the Free French Relief Committee are represented today at the magnificent meeting organized by Freedom House to open Free France Week. I also say that in overthrowing France, the enemy has won only temporary success, for it is a fact that the martial flame is burning again in the heart of the French nation and that the lives of the new order have lost the game. Today, we are convinced that if the war and the peace have to be won, they will be won with France. Yes, France, at first rushed while acting as a vanguard, will be an essential element in the decisive battle. Yes, France will help with all her genius in the reconstruction of a new world which will arise from the ruins. Yes, the hope of France is exactly that. 
so admirably defined by Mr. Wendell Wilkie. We can, if we will, convert what seems to be the death rattle of our time into the birth pain of a new and better order. As spoken from London, we return you to New York. You have just heard a special program from New York and London. The speakers were Wendell Wilkie, speaking from Freedom House in New York, and General Charles de Gaulle from London. The program was presented by CBS in connection with the inauguration of Free French Week at Freedom House.